you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. All right, today on NFL Fantasy Live, Packers, Seahawks. Football is officially back, and our experts are ready to spill all the secrets on the brand new season. Everything you need to know about the Fail Mary rematch and more is just ahead. Molly. Plus, NFL depth charts are always a work in progress, James. But who's taking the lead entering week one, and who is in danger of falling into fantasy obscurity? And if you want some stone-cold Steve Austin-type fantasy locks, for the first week of the season. Guess what? You're in luck because we've got plenty. NFL Fantasy Live starts now. Welcome to NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bones, the most watched fantasy football show on planet Earth. I'm your host, James Coe. And I'm Molly Karam. And if you've never seen us before, we're your one-stop shop for everything you need to know about fantasy football. Check us out Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. Eastern, right here on NFL Network. Plus, every Sunday morning, we're going to be right here helping you get your lineup all set. Every Sunday at 1130 Eastern on NFL.com, NFL Now, and the NFL Red Zone channel. Of course, we've got Michael Fabiano and Adam Rank. Give him a hell yeah, will you? Hell yeah. There you go. Stone cold locks. <laughs> All right, how pumped up are you about week one? Are you kidding me? We've been waiting how long? <laughs> I know, seriously, right? Yes. I drafted 10 teams for this day to come. I love it. Ten We've done enough projections. Pretty fired mm -hmm. up, yeah. We want the real thing. Yes, right can we talk about some real football finally? Let's do finally. it. Finally. All right. Uh, in terms of fantasy players that we're going to watch this week, man, I mean, I'm super, super excited about Adrian Peterson, LaShawn McCoy, Jamal Charles. Are these guys going to perform or are they going to be duds? I'm going to say they all perform. I'm so optimistic right now that, I, you know, the week one is starting. I'm ready to go. I like it. All right. Uh, time for the main event. Let's get you caught up on everything you need to know about tonight's showdown between two NFC powerhouses, the Packers and Seahawks. Thank you, James. And here we are. How 
outside century link field some call it the clink and they call these fine folks behind us Dave Damashek the inmates and the inmates happen to be the loudest fans in all of football so why don't we get started with the first game on the 2014 fantasy slate Packers Seahawks plenty of top shelf players on that Packers squad that were drafted high and now we ask the question do you dare sit your studs in week one because of that Seattle defense. It's hard to find a weakness in the Seattle defense, but what are you going to do? Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in a quarterback league. You got to roll with number 12 there. And as far as that goes, you got to roll with at least Jordy and Cobb if you've got them. And of course, Eddie Lacy. Well, let's be start with uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, of course, you go back to 2012. You think about sort of the birth of this Pete Carroll dominant defense. Eight sacks in the first half. A lot of people pointing to the rookie starting center, Corey Lindsley. The fact that David Bakhtiari has been moved to left tackle because Brian Balaga couldn't handle it there. No concern at all that maybe the pressure is going to get to him and it could be a subpar passing effort. Oh, I'm absolutely concerned but, about it. But again, what are you going to do? You have Aaron Rodgers. You drafted him high. You must use him. That being said, I would be afraid if I were a Packers fan right now with the sound that this crowd makes every week. We saw it, like you say, that's the point of reference two years ago, what we saw in, the, in that Monday night game. I don't think it's going to be much different for the Packers tonight, Aaron Rodgers is going to yeah. have to get rid of it quick. And if there's one thing he can do, it's get rid of it quick. The other thing he can do is rely on a dominant running game, and that is something that something Mike McCarthy he didn't have that's before, right, right. Has, uh, has said they intend to do all season long. And if you look at Eddie Lacy at the back end of the season, he was one of the most, he was a running back one, one of the most dominant running backs in fantasy football. In a copycat league, you would certainly expect the Packers to try and run the ball all three times the Seahawks lost last year. They were gashed on the, uh, on the ground. Now, they, there were two teams that they beat who ran for over 200 yards against them. But that being said, there was that. The yes, the pattern is there. If Eddie Lacy can get off, the Packers have a shot tonight. Yeah, we talk about Aaron Rodgers, and if he is going to have a good game, he's going to have to have pass catchers, and those pass catchers are going to have to be what? Jordy Nelson and Old Randall Cobb. And the question is, which of the two are going to be the better option tonight? I'd say start both. And of course, Jordy Nelson, probably one of the more I don't know less celebrated number one receivers in the league. Absolutely, Jordy. I mean, I think the secret is out now. Though. Yeah. I think that within the league, he's been respected for a little bit longer than probably the casual fan acknowledges. Of course, though, I always turn to number 12 as the reason why. Ask James Jones how it's going this October. Ask Greg Jennings how it went for him in Minnesota last year without Aaron Rodgers. It's Listen, you got to go Jordy. You got to go Cobb, period, yeah. even against uh, the Legion of Boom. Maybe down the line you talk Devontae Adams or Jared Boykin. Here's a uh, look at our projections for the contest test tonight what we expect these Packers to do and uh, you can see we feel pretty good uh, about it certainly not a dynamic performance by Aaron Rodgers with 18 points you have him with 24 and a half there uh, Damashek I got 14 for Lacey you believe the uh, Legion of Boom and the front seven going to slow him down so a, a I think that's going to be there. their point of emphasis is to take away Lacey so yeah I don't expect him necessarily right. to get rolling but look uh, we said it you draft these guys high play them figure you know teams don't know their identity yet we don't know if this is going to be a dominant Seattle defense Slippery. again slope you, you start him. benching them in exactly. week one the first game of the season not you're gonna, gonna make happen. yourself crazy to the Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson and whether or not Russell Wilson is going to work his way well yeah, he's already got a Super Bowl so whatever with the elite conversation but in fantasy working his way into the elite category of fantasy quarterbacks hey go back and look this narrative that Russell Wilson is a game manager 
it doesn't jive with the numbers. He has been historically great offensively, and if he can have a healthy season or anything close to it for Percy Harvin, I don't know that Percy Harvin blows up as a number one fantasy receiver, but I think that offense as a whole is going to take it to another level, especially Russell Wilson. Yeah, one thing we saw him do all preseason was really use those legs. Did not use them as much as many thought when he came into the league, but this preseason, he has been running all over the place, scoring a lot of touchdowns on the ground, and of course, for a quarterback, a huge bonus there to uh, Beast Mode and uh, and Marshawn Lynch, and whether or not uh, the, I guess, the rumors of his demise have been exaggerated. I think whether or not his demise hits in 2015 is up in the air, but in 2014, I expect in the rugged business of the NFL, the Seahawks are going to grind him into the ground. They are going to pound Marshawn Lynch all through 2014 in what could be his last year in Seattle. Okay, and uh, lastly, I'm a little worried. I, I feel like you draft running backs consecutive years. Perhaps the coaching staff, the front office knows something that we don't, but he certainly disproved that last season. Percy Harvin, uh, the injury bug, speaking of injury, it has bit him uh, here since he arrived in Seattle. Of course, had a big impact in the Super Bowl. What about 2014 for Percy Harvin? Percy Harvin, again, the playmaker supreme in the NFC if he can stay right here. I don't know, though, as a pass catcher that he is going to be game in and game out. Certainly in a PPR league, I wouldn't look for him to put up huge numbers there. But the distraction that he provides for a defense, the attention that the secondary for the Packers tonight is going to have to pay to him, that means good things for Doug Baldwin and the rest. All right, well, uh, let's get a look at our projections for the Seattle Seahawks in tonight's game and whether or not, according to me, Matt Money Smith, and he, Dave Damashek, you ought to be starting these guys as you see I suspect Russell Wilson going to have a big night the uh, the Packers are still trying to sort out whether or not they have someone to replace BJ Raji of course the pass rush we'll see whether or not Julius Peppers can do it as a linebacker both even on Lynch there and I uh, got a little bit more faith in Percy Harvin than you right, I like they, I have more faith in the Packers defense this yes, year you rebuilt ready to roll and I like that secondary right, we'll see whether or not Dayton Jones can do it at that left defensive end all right uh, how about uh, this fantastic crowd behind us Soundgarden going to take the stage we are having the time of our life. And out by the here way, they're cheering for you, Adam Rank. Your face on camera drew a big cheer from these <laughs> That's people. That's exactly right. <laughs> All right, uh, James, you got a good chuckle out of that. Certainly, you guys are back in studio holding down the fort there, yeah. but here it is a, a pretty spectacular setting. Money, very quickly. Uh, I love the food scene out in Seattle. Have you hit uh, that nice Cuban sandwich joint called Paseos yet? Did I sample? I don't know what you said because it is so loud because of the 12th man. Very but good. Uh, I will just answer yes because I'm a positive person. <laughs> yes. Very good. Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate Sorry, it. Sorry, James. All right, guys. Let's look ahead to the rest of the weekend. And what's the one storyline you're most looking forward to seeing play out on the first football Sunday of the season? We are fired up. And uh, Michael Fabiano, people might be surprised. The Cowboys offense has potential to be uh, fantasy friendly, but also the defense. Please explain. This. Exactly. And that's why I want to watch that Cowboys 49ers game. I'll be watching it very closely because if you think about it, awful defense, which right. means they're going to give up a lot of fantasy points to the Cowboys opposition. The Cowboys offense, in turn, will need to throw the ball a lot, run the ball a lot, and try to erase deficits, which could mean big things not only for the Cowboys, but every team they play week in and week out. So I want to see if this defense is as bad as everyone is projecting it to be. You know, on a week-to-week -week basis, I will say this. I think DeMarco Murray's going to get his points early. You're going to see Des Bryant and Tony Romo get their points late as they got to throw that ball to catch up You points. know, garbage time points are just as good as the regular ones. Love it.
So the Cowboys defense could be this year's Jacks pretty much. All right, Adam Rank, the Jets, we're always talking about their defense, right. but their offense could be better than expected. I'm really looking forward to seeing what the Jets are going to bring offensively to the table because last year, Geno Smith was a pretty effective fantasy quarterback towards the end of the season, but he was doing it without any weapons. Now you bring in Eric Decker, and of course, he's going from Peyton Manning to Geno Smith, but remember, Eric Decker still caught touchdown passes from Tim Tebow, so he has the ability to make plays near the red zone. And then you add Chris Johnson in the mix, one of the most maligned, solid fantasy performers over the last couple of years. He ranked ninth last year among fantasy running backs in points scored, and yet people still kind of write him off. I'm really looking forward to what he's going to be able to do. They're going to put him all over the mm -hmm. field. I like him to be in the slot, all over the field. I like Chris Johnson. How about Fabs calling him CJ? 0.9K. I don't care for that. Listen, <laughs> if you had him last year like Eddie, True. you would know he was a headache. Very inconsistent. And True. Gino's appeared to be much more assertive uh, this preseason as well. James, Cam Newton, injuries, hasn't really had yeah. a chance to build a rapport with those receivers. Are you concerned? Well, of course, there's a lot to be concerned with. Uh, I mean, when you talk about uh, Cam Newton, he loves to talk about himself in the third person as a vehicle for some <laughs> I reason. Love I I'm love it. I'm all about his swag. <laughs> Cam, keep doing it. But listen, early on in the preseason, he was very tentative. Very tentative on that ankle. And again, he's got he's dealing with those rib issues. I, I just can't trust the guy on a game-to-game -game basis. And this is why. Those ribs, Fabs, you've talked about it. Yeah, they could put him, you know, they, they could put a shot in him. That's fine. But when he gets hurt and he has to miss uh, a second half of a ball game, that's gonna absolutely kill you uh, uh, in terms of a fantasy week. So again, he's a guy, gosh, man, it's hard to trust him. But mm -hmm. overall, season at the end of the season. Probably still end up in the top five. Could very well. Yeah, but that Panthers defense, we can trust. True. All right, coming up, we're hopping in the DeLorean, dialing it up 88 miles per hour and setting course for the very first fantasy football draft in 1962. Meet the men who set the tone for the fantasy phenomenon. But before we do, we'll stick around 2014 just a bit longer. We've got all the depth chart updates you need to know when NFL Fantasy Live returns. Come on back. All right, time for a clear picture presented by Best Buy. Akbar, Baja, Biamila, Adam Rank, and Michael Fabiano, or as I like to say, men in polka dots today. For some reason, <laughs> all of us. I don't know how, I, we did not plan this, but <laughs> somehow, sure? all polka dots today. I like it. <laughs> Week one is officially underway, but the depth chart is still a work in progress for many teams, so we're going to give you a clearer picture of a few of those depth chart battles. Akbar, we're going to start with you with one of your former teams, the Oakland Raiders. Uh, in terms of a rookie quarterback, Derek Carr named the starter. How long does he hold on to that job for? Well, it's going to be a rough road when you think about what, what's in place for Derek Carr. Think about the fact that he's going up his first game against uh, Rex Ryan and his crew. And Watch Rex out. Ryan is not very friendly when he comes to, to rookie quarterbacks. Think about this, that rookie quarterback is against Rex Ryan as a head coach and defensive coordinator. First off, they're 13-7, but only completing 51% of their balls, averaging about 166 yards a game. So that's not a lot of production when you look at that. A ton of interceptions, 19 interceptions. So I, I anticipate that Rex Ryan is going to send a lot of exotic blitz to confuse the young guy, but he's got a tough road. First four games, I mean, he's got one game at home and the rest on the road, not to mention that game in London, he's going to be taxed. Adam Rank in Cleveland, Ben Tate named the week one starter. Are you still ride or die for Terrence West, or are you jumping off that train? I'm still going to ride with Terrence West. I've still got him on a number of my rosters. But, yes, Ben Tate has come on and taken over that position. And there's really no debate about it right now. He is going to be 
the clear number one back to start week one. There's still some concerns about injuries and some other things and ineffectiveness, but you know, for right now, if you've drafted Ben Tate, go ahead and start him. Make sure that you are handcuffing him to Terrence West. Hand, uh, start with confidence, are you saying, in week one? Even against Ben uh, Tate, I would start with confidence. Okay. You saw the way Rashad Jennings was able to gash the Steelers during the preseason. I think Ben Tate could do that, too. All right, very good. How about in Tennessee? I'm going to talk about uh, the running back uh, battle has gotten a little bit clear. Uh, Bishop Sankey moved up to number two, but... I'm going to say it's clear because it's clearly a running back by committee oh in my mind. Uh, Sean Green, the starter. Bishop Sankey obviously drafted very high. He, he's supposed to be the number one. He looked pretty shaky in the preseason, but they still moved him up to number two. I could really see them working in both backs, and I see that trend continuing as the season progresses. I, I think early on it's going to be Sean Green. Uh, Bishop Sankey's going to be that change of pace back. He'll still get a lot of looks, still get a lot of carries, but in my mind, I, I kind of like the veteran uh, in this uh, exchange, and, and to me, I'm really seeing a, uh, a running back by committee moving forward, but we will see. In Miami, Fabs, your 2013 man crush, Lamar Don't Miller. Don't me. <laughs> He's the, right. he's the lead back in the MIA. Can yeah. you give us a clear picture regarding maybe, Miller versus Moreno? Maybe I was a year too early on Lamar Miller. We'll see what happens. But he is the number one running back on the Dolphins' depth chart right now. But no Sean Marino lurks in the background. I think he'll be a third down back coming on pass protection downs because he's very good in pass protection. I wouldn't be shocked if Marino overtook Miller at some point during the regular season. This is a committee with Lamar Miller being the lead dog. Uh, very quickly, I want you all to chime in here. Do you believe in Bill Lazor's new offense? I do believe in Bill Lazor is going to be fast. It will help Tannehill's value big time and Wallace. That was a clear picture presented by Best Buy. All right, bonus question for you. Bonus question. Give okay. me a quick one, all right? All right. Uh, better faux hawk, Stephen Ridley or... Elliot Harrison, not pictured here today. I like Stephen Stephen Ridley. Stephen Ridley's got that, that cool frohawk. Harrison's going. my boy, man. I'm going, <laughs> I'm going with Harrison, but what about yours? Okay. All right. I mean, that's in contention that's, that's a different right type there. of frohawk. All right, there you go. Coming up on NFL Fantasy Live, you won't want to miss our locks of the week. Find out why our experts say these guys are guaranteed to put up big points in week one. Plus, we're heading back to the Emerald City to talk with a couple of gems who played a big role in Seahawks history. Former Hawk Michael Robinson and Sean Alexander join us live right after this. Jennings, big hole, touchdown Giants. The middle, he cuts left and has running room at the 30-yard line. Touchdown! It's a bell, bell spins to the left and into the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. I love all three of those guys. All right, nothing more satisfying than picking up this year's big breakout running back. Listen, Eddie, Eddie Lacy in 2013, Alfred Morris in 2012. But who's going to wear that crown in 2014? Akbar and Adam Rank here to make their picks. Adam, who do you like this year? I'm going to say you want to go all in on Andre Ellington. All in, down, baby. All in on Andre Ellington down there in Arizona. And a big reason why are these numbers that are showing up right Akbar, here. Get out of the wind, my man. Every Come over time here. time they hand it oh, off let, the Let's ball. look at this. Five and a half yards per rush. 20% of his rushing attempts were for more than 10 yards. And, of course, 6.5 yards per touch. And what that means is he is an effective receiver out of the backfield. And we're talking about an offense directed by Bruce Arians. And Carson Palmer is poised. For a huge season, our own Gil Brandt believes he can throw for 5,000 yards this Godfather. year. If that is going to happen, Andre Ellington is going to have to be a big part of the reason why he is a guy who can get loose in space and do so many things once he does catch the football. I like a lot of these guys. Dre Ellington, Larry Fitz, Michael Floyd, 
buy in on this offense, it is ready to explode. Akbar Rashad Jennings has toiled away so long as a good backup, but now he's the lead man. Well, you know, whenever he was given his opportunity, when he was with the Jacksonville Jaguars behind Maurice Jones-Drew, when he got in, he balled. When he had his opportunity behind inconsistent play and injuries with the Oakland Raiders, mm -hmm. he came in and he balled. I believe that Rashad Jennings is ready. He's going to excel in McAdoo's offense, not only in the passing game, but in the running game. I worked out with Rashad Jennings this offseason. I can tell you, there you go. he's ready. He's in tip-top shape. This is going to be a big year for Rashad Jennings. He's going to have a breakout year. All right, very good. Let's go back up to Seattle and welcome back Matt Money-Smith and Dave Damashek. Guys, you're hey, up there with uh, a couple of guys up there, Sean Alexander and Michael Robinson, yeah? Certainly. Very Throwback. excited about that. They're here on stage with us just outside CenturyLink Stadium, uh, CenturyLink Field, I should say. And uh, my great apologies. I am lamenting no sandwich talk with you uh, when you brought it up uh, in the first segment there. So I feel terrible, especially with Damashek here. We missed an opportunity. Yeah, just make sure you put dark mustard, not yellow, and use That's some right. pickles. Damashek's professional advice. All right. Well, Shek, uh, speaking of sandwiches, huh? we got two right here in the middle. Well, like, you know, we're <laughs> For the bread, and I, this is I the, was what you know what I'm saying? Mike Rob and Sean Alexander, certainly. Uh, talk about champions, champion in the SEC for Alabama, Roll Tide, champion in the Big Ten for Penn State, Super Bowl champion, of course, an NFC champion, uh, lost that Super Bowl. Some say you didn't really lose it so much as it was taken from you. I would say that we lost it because my ring is not as big as his. <laughs> it's not as sparkly as his, but hey, it's, it's still a ring. I call this the foundational ring. They laid the ring. foundation. It's exactly. the foundation ring. The foundation That's the finishing it. ring. And, and, and now uh, we're just finishing year after year, so, you know. We have been talking uh, extensively since we've been here yesterday about the fans, about the 12, and the impact they have. And, and you were uh, saying off the air that I think I need to get a spot here. I think I might need to move back to Seattle because once you win one of these, they really treat you pretty well. Yeah, I mean, the, the fans are great. It, it's the closest atmosphere to college that I've been a part of. I mean, the, the 12s and, and how they show up for games, how, how they sell out, how, the record at home. That means it's real. That means the, 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 the 12s are the extra defender out there. So, you know, we love it, and uh, the, the team feeds off of it. It's beautiful. I remember when uh, the stadium was just built behind us, and uh, we come out there, and, and people are like, are we going to really be here? And I tell you, after the second game here, this place blew up. And it's never been the same ever since. So I'm, I'm proud of where this place is, proud of what y'all did last year, <laughs> yes. and hopefully they continue it. Well, as this is a, a fantasy show, let's let's go back into history here. How about uh, 2002, a certain game, Sean Alexander, when it was just known as Seahawks Stadium, not CenturyLink Field, yeah. against the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to pull out my uh, little uh, stat sheet yeah. here. Yeah. You ready for this pull one? Y'all going to make yeah, me smile. Yeah, exactly what it is. <laughs> Fans sitting behind us, take a, take a listen to these numbers. Against the Vikings. 139 yards on the ground, four touchdowns. That was good. That was good. 92 yards receiving. Wow. Yes. And that fifth touchdown for a whopping 53.1 fantasy points. <laughs> you basically crushed hopes and dreams fantasy across fantasy stud. leagues fantasy everywhere stud. with that performance. Yeah, I remember breaking the 80-yard touchdown screen for a touchdown. I said, oh, we're on to something here. <laughs> and the rest hey, is Mike. history. Mike, how many career touchdowns did you get there? Career? 
one more than he scored in one there game. You go. There you <laughs> yes. go. But I play fullback. Correction. I play fullback. In one half. One half. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me. I stand corrected. I stand corrected. Well, we can go back to Penn State. We can talk about touchdowns. Yeah, That's touchdowns. right. We can talk yes, about putting did. on the Big Put Ten from the yes, quarterback position. Uh, let's get to this uh, rushing attack of the Seattle Seahawks. Marshawn Lynch. We were talking a little bit earlier. The fact that they've drafted Bob Turbin and they've drafted Kristen Michael here. Is, is that a signal when you're on a, a team and you're a running back and you see guys coming in, high draft picks, you start kind of, well, what's going on here? No, I think that the Seahawks know that this is a year that uh, Marshawn's going to still go off and do his thing. But I think that Pete always has got guys around him that can play the game. And so he stacks a team to go and do jobs. And their, their guys are a little bit different. I think it, it just embodies the culture of competition. That's right. Every year I've been in the National Football League, a, a running back has been drafted in my, in my position, fullback, tailback, whatever it may be. It just adds to the atmosphere that and the culture that Pete tries to create with, with competition. It, it's only going to make Marshawn better That's drafting right. another back. It's only going to make the team better. From a practical standpoint, then, if you're a fantasy owner and you have Marshawn Lynch, then any concerns that we're going to see some Kristen Michael, either to save some wear and tear on Lynch for January or otherwise? No, I, I think Marshawn is very um, – he's going to run angry tonight. Yeah. I anticipate that, you know, just having conversations with him and spending time with him since I've been in town, you know, he, he feels like he has something to prove. I'm like, my son, you're, you're, you're the Super Bowl champion. Yeah. You're the man. You're beast mode. What do you Well, well let me tell you, uh, when I got drafted in 2000, Ricky Waters was a tailback. And I tell you, it cranked him up a little bit, too. I, I saw him making some plays that he didn't make the play the year before when I was still in college. And he, he came back fired up because he wanted to make sure that he had something to play for and something to prove, too. I, I think Marshawn's going to do the same thing. I don't know if Marshawn knows you remember the media now. Like, <laughs> having that kind of conversation with you, giving you more than a couple words. What about Russell Wilson and, and him perhaps taking more ownership in this offense and whether or not this can become more of a passing offense now? I, I think it's, it's just to his it's part of the maturation process. I mean, he's growing up. I mean, he's had so much success in his first couple of years. I mean, it's almost like, what can he do next? But that's his mentality. What's the next challenge? He's very uncommon in that, from that standpoint. They don't want to just win one championship. He doesn't just want to uh, be a great quarterback. He wants to be the best quarterback to ever play the game. That says something about who he is. It says something about his commitment. And it, and, and it says something about this team and why he's the quarterback. That's right. He set the goals from the very beginning that he wasn't going to be just a regular guy. He's going to be one of the best. And he doesn't mind telling the guys on the team. He doesn't mind setting it up that everybody knows what his goal is. It's to be more than just special. All right, so there will be another team that shows up here tonight to play the game. <laughs> that team's called the Green Bay Packers, and finally Aaron Rodgers has a running game behind him. Eddie Lacy, you know last year some success against the, the uh, against the Seahawks defense on the ground meant victories for the three teams that beat you. Any chance Eddie Lacy gets rolling tonight? Well, I, I think that's the only chance that, that they really have. I think uh, the, the Seahawks defense, they, they almost bully people sometimes. They beat you up. They, you know, they have a great time doing it, too. So you kind of have to punch them back in the mouth. And, and, and that's what we did with San Francisco the last few years. You kind of had to punch them back in the mouth. They don't like that. And so if they're going to have a chance to win this game, they have to control the trenches on the, at the line of scrimmage from the offensive line. Uh, without a doubt. You know, Eddie Lacy is an Alabama guy. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> we, we've been watching him for a while. But you, that's what Green Bay knows. They know that Aaron Rodgers is going to do what he's going to do. But as soon as Eddie Lacy got rolling, they knew they had a chance to get to another level again and hopefully get them back to the Super Bowl. But it's going to be a great game tonight. I'm going uh, to order. Is. I'm going to order off the menu real quick because something just jumped out at me here. You Alabama guys, roll, tide, roll, and you hang together. What's going on with Trent Richardson? 
I know, I know it's off schedule here, but but do you know Trent? Is he going to get it right this year? Because a lot of fantasy fans are drafting him late, thinking, "Come on, what happened to that Trent Richardson that got a national championship <laughs> yeah, for Alabama?" I have not talked to him since he went to Indy, but I would love to, and I, I probably will give him a shout. You get him right. He'll yeah, be better this year. He he'll will be, be better, better this year. Another year in the offense, he'll be better. You guys want well, to make a prediction for tonight? Who uh, who has the most points out there for these fantasy teams? Who's the star of the show tonight? I think you feed Marshawn Lynch. I think Marshawn Lynch will take the show if, from a fantasy standpoint. I think he's going to have over 100 yards. I think he'll have two or more touchdowns. He's angry, but check out for <laughs> Percy Harvin also. Yeah, I think that Marshawn's going to score touch. touchdowns. Is how you get. It. I mean, that's how my yeah. name got known. There you once, go. once we got outside of <laughs> Seattle, you know, you're like this guy's scoring all the touchdowns. Marshawn's going to put up two, and and uh, hopefully we keep Eddie to one. And then, and, and then we're going to be all right. Wow, you're going to give them one. I don't. I didn't think they gave away rushing touchdowns here in Seattle. We really hard. don't. We it's really hard. don't. But I think that the Green Bay is going to try to force that. Okay. And then I think that that they'll, you know, I got to get two to one good guys. I, because I uh, I had a little fun with your career touchdowns. Yeah. I got to give you a tip of the hat. AJ Hawk, who will be out there tonight. I asked him once, who's the toughest quarterback to sack? He said Michael Robinson of Penn State. <laughs> oh, yeah. Put the big Thanks, AJ. Down. Appreciate it, man. All right. All week, uh, we are asking you fans to help us set a world record as we get back to football. We want you to upload a picture of yourself wearing your team's jersey to NFL.com slash back to football Friday and help us break the record for the most jersey photos in an online album. NFL Fantasy Live back right after this. It's kickoff week. Do you remember your first ever pick in fantasy football? Well, we tracked down the guys who held the first fantasy draft way back in 1962 to ask who their top picks were when the game was still in its infancy. Plus, get ready to make some tough decisions. We've got four top flight players who you may actually consider sitting in week one despite their lofty draft positions. And we are digging deep, my friends, and making some bold predictions about who will put up big fantasy points this weekend. This is NFL Fantasy Live, presented by Bose. All right, making the wrong first-round pick has sunk the hopes of many a fantasy football GM. It was no different in 1962 when the pioneers of the fake game gathered to draft their teams. In November 1962, on a quiet cul-de-sac in Oakland, a group of men gathered to hold the first-ever fantasy football draft. There was no internet. Information came from two basic sources. One, the daily newspaper, and in the case of football, magazines like Street and Smith would have the previous year's sats. That evening is uh, when Wicked Back gave us all the rules and we looked at them for a few minutes and we got a little excited. The purpose of the league, as it's written, is to bring together some of Oakland's finest Saturday morning gridiron forecasters to pit their respective brains against each other. You drafted uh, four ends, four receivers, four halfbacks. Two fullbacks, two quarterbacks. Two kickoff and punt returners. Two field goal kickers. Two defensive backs or linebackers. And two defensive linemen. It was exciting. It really was. You know, all of a sudden, uh, now we got the first draft. The first draft meant the first overall pick a fateful selection that meant as much then as it does today. What we did was uh, randomly select out of a hat the order of the draft. I came up one, and Andy and I drafted George Blanda. Blanda looks, Blanda throws! We knew that George Blanda was throwing the hell out of the ball in Houston. Complete touchdown! Well, let's get him, but he's going to throw a lot of touchdowns. So he was the first guy ever drafted for what became fantasy football. 
well, not realizing there was a, so there wasn't that much difference between, say, George Blanda and Dwight Tittle or whoever, whatever the quarterbacks there were. But there was a huge difference between a Jim Brown and the other running backs. So we took <laughs> Blanda, the next, the second franchise took Jim Brown. Jim Brown to midfield. Jim Brown to the party. They came in first. We came in last. Jim Brown is going to go How about that? Our very own Matt Money Smith narrating the second installment of our Fantasy Origin series there. Quarterback George Blanda of the Houston Oilers, the number one pick back in 1962. Drafting strategies have evolved over the years. As recently as a couple of years ago, you almost had to take a running back in the first round. But now we're seeing, you know, a lot of QBs, wide receivers, even, even tight ends. Jimmy Graham is constantly a first-round pick, and we never saw that you know, a few years back. So, you know, how do you guys think uh, the, the, the game is going to be going moving forward? Listen, I've been drafting running backs early my whole life, and I'm still doing it. I know quarterbacks have more value. Mm-hmm. Wide receivers are moving up in terms of stock. Sure. But what did they say? Jim Brown, right? He was mm-hmm. the guy, and he was so much better than the next running back. You've got, what, five or six guys like that this year? So you're still drafting running backs early. Well, and I'll also say, too, from the player's perspective, too, the nutritional science has changed. The workout habits has changed. So you're starting to see a lot more freakish athletes, and then the offense has changed. So you get those two mixed up together. Now, all of a sudden, that's why Calvin Johnson, Jimmy Graham, those guys, that's why it makes sense to take them in the first round. See, I took Dave Casper in my first ever fantasy draft. <laughs> I just, you know, He's actually I like, a friend of mine. I, locked, I like to rock the boat, so I went with Dave. But, you know, I noticed over all the drafts that I did over the last month or so, you know, in some leagues I took Adrian Peterson with the fourth overall pick, Matt Forte with the first pick, Jimmy Graham with the ninth. I'm all over the place. I'm just letting the draft come to me. And I think in the future we're going to stop playing two running backs as a standard format. You're going to go to one running back and all flexes, just like the NFL is. Mm. Interesting. All right, so in terms of uh, the drafting strategy you saw back then, what was your major takeaway? George Blanda, number one. That's, That's cool. awesome, and there was a point in Blanda's career where he was actually a field goal kicker, too. Crazy. So you all saw right. touchdown passes, passing yards, field goals, and extra points. Imagine if Peyton Manning could kick <laughs> field goals, how valuable that guy yeah, would be. But Paul Horning yeah. kicked, too. So that's the great part. So Paul Horning was a running back, so he's getting all those running yards, and he was the kicker. I would have liked uh, Lou Groza because you're drafting a lineman, and, but he's the kicker. Well, here's the other thing, too, that, that, that was big then was IDP was real yes, big. Yes, the they individual played IDP players. And think right. about the type of guys that would be real successful in those IDP leagues. Clay Matthew comes to mind. I like it. All right, you can watch the very first two installments of the Origins of Fantasy Football on the website, NFL.com. And be sure to check out NFL Fantasy Live tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network as we watch Part 3, where the originators of the game conduct their own modern-day fantasy draft 52 years after George Blanda. That's so awesome. It's pretty cool. That's so awesome. After George Blanda went number one overall. All right, still to come. Is Phillip Rivers too risky to start on Monday night versus Patrick Peterson and the Cardinals? What about Mike Wallace against the Patriots? We're previewing some risky matchups for week one. What NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bose returns. Russell Wilson is going to be looking at the biggest play of his young pro career. He lets it fly to the end zone. Oh my God, he's got it! These two outstanding offenses. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live, out here with the real people, Dave.
Dave Damashek, Matt Money Smith here, and we are going to have our conversation with these fine fans and the fantasy folk that they are, Dave. But uh, the true owners of the National Football League, we yeah. fans, yes. That's right, Dave. Um, you look like you're kind of in the same getup um, that I saw you in last night. I'm gonna, yeah. I know it's probably rude of me to bring up, but I just kind of recognize all, sir. that. I'm not ashamed to say I am so excited about football season. I haven't been asleep for two days now, and I won't sleep at least until this game's That's over. That's a lie. Yeah, well, listen, either way, I went to the Spitfire Bar here in Seattle to oversee some fantasy drafting. Take a look. Hi and hello, Dave Damashek here, up here in Seattle, Washington, home of the world champion Seattle Seahawks. I've stopped by the Spitfire Bar to check in with fantasy football enthusiasts as they conduct their drafts, take Marshawn Lynch, Percy Harvin, Russell Wilson, and perhaps even Colin Kaepernick. AJ Green off the board. First round, who'd you go? Giovanni Bernard in the first round. All right, all right. Now, what exactly are you doing here? What do you think about uh, Thursday night here? Well, I think it's pretty much a gimme. Got to make up for the fail Mary. There's a Wilson lob to the end zone, which is... Who has it? Who did they give yeah. it to? Touchdown! Are you so raw, though, about what happened in the fail Mary game? that you would never draft Golden Tate under any circumstance. If I really needed a receiver, I guess. Right. Who's a better fantasy quarterback, Colin Kaepernick or Russell Wilson? I like your Matt Stafford pick. He's in store for a big year. All right, so a long night is now complete from the Spitfire here in Seattle, Washington. You'll watch the big game on Thursday night. Meantime, I want to tell you, Adrian Peterson, Calvin Johnson, and Jimmy Graham all were drafted. And with that, I bid you good day. You bid them good day. We bid you. Yes, yes nice. I like the squad. Eve, I was just inspecting their socks. Oh, Even their socks are neon and blue. It's yeah. quite a thing. Yes. Let's, uh, let's interact with the fine fans, get some fantasy questions about this particular game and maybe the season as a whole. So uh, let's say you have a Seahawks receiver. I heard the robot doesn't talk, right? You're talking for the robot? Okay, so here we go. Uh, I don't have Percy Harvin. Is there another Seahawks receiver that I should be starting tonight? Doug Baldwin, of course. Jermaine Curse. I'm starting all those guys? Yeah, man. All right. Yeah, Doug Baldwin, Jermaine Kirsch, you're starting them tonight. What do you got I there, I think we Shaq? have bonafide celebrity in our presence here. How are you, Pope? I didn't know. So God is, in fact, on the Seahawks side of things, huh? Yes. And uh, I just want to say, officially, uh, the Immaculate Reception has been blessed by the man upstairs. So it's a touchdown. Let me ask you this, Sister Fail Mary. Is it cool tonight, if you have Aaron Rodgers on your fantasy team, to start him? Well, you know, as a very avid Seahawk fan, I'm going to have to say no. That's that's. I think that's uh, the right answer there. These people are on the right page here. You don't start Packers if you're a Seahawks fan. Certainly you do. If you're going to win your fantasy league, you start Packers, you start Eddie Lacy, you start Aaron Rodgers, you start... Get them, everybody! everybody. Get them! Everybody get them! All right. Molly, uh, help me. Molly. Thanks, guys. 
it's time for coaching decisions presented by Lenovo. All I have to say is wow, and that just happened. <laughs> hey, it's a tough job. Somebody's got to do it, right? That's Thanks right. to those two for braving the elements. Wish I got an invite to the Spitfire, just saying. But anyway, back to business. We all talk about the players you should draft, the players you should start, but you have to play the matchups every week as well. Michael Fabiano and Adam Rank here, and they're going to give us a few players you should consider benching out of the gate, and they might come as a surprise. And Adam, we'll start with you, and it's Philip Rivers, yes. Monday night football at Arizona, and we know how tough that defense is, especially at home. Yeah, I really was excited about getting Philip Rivers in my league. I think he's going to have a fantastic season. But then you look at his first two games. He's going up against the Birds down there in Arizona, who are primed for a breakout season. Of course, he's got the Seahawks in week two. And I'm looking at this matchup, though, this week. And you look at Patrick Peterson, you look at Antonio Cromartie, they added Buchanan there in the secondary, and then it just looks tougher than I thought it was going to be. And so now I'm really in this conundrum of whether I sit Phillip Rivers or not, and I'm starting to look through the waiver wire. So I'm kind of panicking on Phillip Rivers because the Cardinals' defense is so tough. They're going to be a tough matchup on everybody. They were very tough intercepting the ball last year, too. So it's one of those situations. I don't know. It's going to be game time for me. I also got Carson Palmer. So it's coming down to that game. But Phillip Rivers... Big, uh, big concern. Yeah, no to Philip Rivers, but play that Arizona defense. Fabs, MJD is at the Jets, and we know how tough Rex Ryan's defense is, and also rookie quarterback. Is right, this exactly. Concerning? This is a major concern if you have Maurice Jones-Drew <laughs> on your fantasy football team because nothing is in his favor. Rookie quarterback, Jets defense, aggressive. They're going to put eight in the box to Great stop MJD. Third fewest fantasy points allowed by a defense to running backs. That was the men in green last year. And, oh, by the way, Maurice Jones-Drew rushed for 60 or fewer yards six times in his last seven games in the month of September. He is a risky proposition. All right, we're passing on MJD, and we might also be passing on Bernard Pierce. Now, this would seem right. to be a good play with Ray Rice out, but it's a tough matchup. Yeah, I know a lot of people probably drafted Bernard Pierce thinking these first two mm -hmm. games he's going to go out there and have the whole show to himself. And really, if you think about Bernard Pierce, he's a great fit for Gary Kubiak's offense. So you're thinking, yeah, you know what? I got a sneaky little play here. I'm going to put him out there in week one, except they're playing the very tough Cincinnati Bengals, a, a matchup I just don't like. And then you've got to have other options because I can't imagine many of you were drafting Bernard Pierce to be your number one or number two guy, but he was a candidate to be a flex option. I'm going to tell you to pass on it. We Leave him for the next week. Just pass this week. We all can't have the show to ourselves like Dave Damashek at Spitfire Bar in <laughs> Seattle. Fabs, Mike Wallace, you know he broke my heart last year against New England with Darrell Revis, Bill Belichick, that defense. Uh, Revis you, Island? You might look at Wallace and say, oh, well, look what he did last year mm -hmm. against the Patriots, right? In Miami. Had a great game. Darrell Revis was not on that team, guys. Revis Island is now in New England. He's going to be in South Florida this week. He is going to be shadowing Mike Wallace. Brandon Browner's out for the first four games, so I don't see Revis covering anyone else. We're not going to put him on Brian Hartline for the entire game. So Mike Wallace, although I like him for the duration of the season to have a better year than 2013, he is a guy to sit in week one. Those are coaching decisions presented by Lenovo. And as you were saying, uh, Fabs, yeah, they're also going to get Brandon Browner back. That defense is just going to get gonna better be nasty. in better. Uh, so any other that uh, we're concerned about? Anyone else you want to throw out real quick, guys? I'm going to say for the season, Jamal Charles. Remember? Jamal Charles. I know. Jamal it's Charles. crazy. I passed on him in a couple of Stop drafts. It. I did. I had to. Why? Because, because, you know, when LaShawn McCoy had his breakout season, 
He followed it up with a dud. I'm looking at the same thing from Charles. This is ludicrous. I'll be paying attention to that. If you make the best coaching decisions all year long on your NFL.com Fantasy League, you could be Fantasy Coach of the Year, and you can win the ultimate fantasy football coaching experience. Check out NFL.com slash F-C-O-Y to learn more. Coming up, our experts have some surprising choices for their locks of the week. Don't go away. Four players you can start with confidence in week one are up next. Stay with us. Introducing NFL Now. It's the newest NFL app bringing you the biggest NFL video library on the planet Earth. Select your favorite teams or players, and NFL Now delivers you nonstop videos on all your devices. Get NFL Now free at NFL.com slash now. This is your Everyday Performers, presented by Bridgestone. All right, so here we go. Time for our Everyday Performers, presented by Bridgestone. There's some players that are matchup proof. We know about Peyton Manning and the Drew Breeses of the world. LaShawn McCoy. I thought Jamal Charles until I you saw you. You thought? <laughs> <laughs> if I can channel my inner rock, it doesn't matter who those guys are playing. But this week, who can you depend on? Well, we're here with our everyday performers that you can count on to put your mind at ease as you set your lineups this week. Fabs, Andrew Luck versus Denver. You like the matchup, don't you? I just love Andrew Luck. Hey, yeah, I baby. think there's going to be a little competitive juice going on Ooh. there against Peyton Manning. He's going to want to go throw for throw I with Peyton it. Manning. Throw out the defenses. I know the Broncos improved in the offseason. This one's going to be a shootout. He's got great weapons in that passing game and a lot of them. T.Y. Hilton, Reggie Wayne's back. We all know they signed a key Knicks. And let's let's face it, guys. Trey Richardson can't run the football effectively. <laughs> They're going to throw, throw, and throw some more. Right. Andrew Luck's going to score you at least 20 points this week. Lock it up. Okay, uh, Adam Rank, talk to me about Anquan Bolden. He's playing Dallas. I know you don't yep. like him as a long-term solution, but no. a week one starter, yes or no? Anquan Bolden is a lock of the week. He is Mr. Week One because over the mm. last three seasons, he has scored a touchdown in week one. He has scored seven career week one touchdowns in 11 years. And again, like Mike was just talking about shootouts. You want to talk about shootouts? This is going to be like an arena league game. The Cowboys <laughs> and the 49ers up and down the field. Anquan Bolden, you start him. That's the bottom line because Adam Rank said so. Oh, hell yeah. DeMarco Murray versus San Francisco. We'll stay in this game. Akbar, talk to me about it. Well, forget everything that you know because, you know, there used to be a time where we looked at this San Francisco 49ers defense and said that they were legit. But there's a lot of issues going on with this 49ers defense. You, you lose, of course, Alden Smith to suspension. Navarro Bowman, he's out. And then, of course, there's the Ray McDonald situation. This is a prime opportunity for DeMarco Murray with or without the situation to get off in this game. I believe that this is going to be a big-time game for him. He's got the production there. He's got nine touchdowns in the last ten games in 2013. This is for real. He's no jabroni. That was Everyday <laughs> Performers presented by Bridgestone. I like it. A lot of pro wrestling references uh, in this one. A few. Yeah. If, if I you like Stone Cold Locks, how can you go any other way? I like it. If I, very quickly, I'm going to say DeAndre Hopkins will be my Stone Cold Lock of the Week. He's uh, playing uh, the Washington Redskins. Semi-soft uh, defense there, and I think they're going to throw it out a little bit. At least I would think so. So, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins. And, of course, as you guys know, I don't want to wear heels. I hope no. he has a big game. Yeah. We don't you want you it? to wear heels either. Actually, I kind of do. Every Thursday, all season long, we'll be asking you to help us on our everyday performance. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, 
you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.